0: Dustin can read. Hello, listeners. Happy Halloween. I want to welcome you to another story special. I wrote it this week, just because I was feeling a bit nostalgic for trick-or-treating. Without giving too much away, let's go ahead and begin. This is the story of The Fairy Princess and the Dummy. Bianca Brooks was extremely excited for Halloween this year. For one, this was the first year that her mother was allowing her to choose her own costume. And for another, she actually made her costume. Well, most of it. Most kids in town bought their outfits from the pop-up Halloween store near the town square. They had a wide variety of characters to choose from. Superheroes, Cowboys, ninjas, animals, like the chipmunk costume her mother bought her last year, or even ghosts and monsters. Bianca didn't like those very much. They were too scary for her taste. The other kids in her class were starting to dress in more mature costumes, like the ones in horror movies, even the girls. They would wear hockey masks or dark, ghost-faced serial-killer outfits with plastic knives and machete blades. Sometimes they would even put on latex scars and have icky blood running down their faces. Bianca wasn't ready for that. She was only 9 years old after all, and most of her 4th grade classmates were 10. Her birthday wasn't for a few months. Over the last summer, her mother had taken coding classes at the local college. Miss Brooks was trying hard to learn new computer skills to hopefully advance her career, and being a single mother, she didn't have many options of care for her daughter while she was busy in school. So, Bianca stayed with her grandmother most nights while her mother furthered her education. Her grandmother was a sweet woman, but very strict. She made sure that Bianca didn't just sit in front of the television or play on her tablet all the time. Instead, Bianca got to learn a new skill—sewing. At first, it was just mending holes in her own clothes. Her leggings were always ripped from playing at the park with her best friend, Jamie. As time went on, however, her grandmother broke out the old Singer sewing machine she had in the closet, and soon, Bianca was making things. She started small. Using her grandmother's spare fabric, she made hair bows and ditty bags for her friends and sometimes even a small patchwork-stuffed animal she could donate to the local children's hospital for sick kids. As time went on, she graduated to making stylish vests and skirts. By the time October came around, she had mastered making complete outfits. Her grandmother was truly amazed at her skills, calling her a, quote, seamstress savant. It wasn't long before she decided to make herself a costume for All Hallows Eve. After selling some homemade purses online, she was beginning to make quite the small profit from her sewing ventures. She asked her grandmother to take her to the fabric store, where she bought thread, ribbon, zippers, a few yards of purple satin, and some violet chiffon. From there, she spent every night, after doing her homework, of course, putting together her masterpiece. Save from a few minor errors along the way, she was still learning, after all. Everything came together nicely. By October 25th, she had crafted a lovely lavender tutu. She even convinced her mother to take her to the costume store for some essential items. She picked up a tall crown that sparkled in the light. Then she found some glittery wings and a wand with a shimmering metal star on top. She was all set to debut her magical fairy princess costume on Halloween night. It was nearly 6 o'clock on the 31st. The sun was starting to set, creating a tapestry of orange and purple in the sky. The air was crisp with a slight breeze. In the distance, the sounds of children laughing and yelling was starting to pick up. Bianca had been waiting by the front door in excited anticipation for about a half hour. She watched as kids masqueraded past her house with empty bags as they prepared to trick-or-treat Miss Brooks had picked up another shift at work that night to make some extra money for the upcoming holiday season. So it was a lifesaver when Mrs. White had volunteered to take Bianca trick-or-treating with the other kids. The Brooks' home was smack dab in the middle of the neighborhood. It was the perfect place to start their journey. Pacing back and forth, Bianca was eager to go. The TV blared in the background, but she wasn't paying attention to the Peanuts Halloween special. Miss Brooks wasn't listening either. Her dryer whooshing loudly over the sound of the animated program that was abruptly interrupted by an emergency news bulletin. Something about an escaped convict or a mental patient that had been spotted in the area? Witnesses said that he had been spotted going into the woods near their subdivision? Residents were strongly urged to keep inside tonight. Maybe it was just a Halloween prank. Maybe not. Again, Bianca didn't even notice. She was too busy waiting for her friends. Hopefully they were close. She lit up when she saw a group of kids walking up the path to her house. Finally, it was Jamie and her friends from school. She couldn't wait to show them the fruits of her labor. Her costume was going to be the talk of Halloween for sure. After yelling goodbye to her mother, she giddily stepped outside and bounded down the walkway where she was met with a horrifying display of costumes. There was Danny Forrester, who was dressed as a dead pirate, Arr, matey. painted all green with blood trickling out of his eye patch. Shanice Tripp was a devil with bright red horns and a spiky tail. Sean <laughs> Lankin was an axe murderer, complete with a huge bloody axe, of course. And Jamie was a zombie with sunken eyes and red liquid streaming out of both sides of her mouth. Her exhilaration slowed as she approached them. Everyone was so scary-looking, and she looked like a goody-goody ballerina. For some reason, she thought at least one of the group would have dressed as a cartoon character or a policeman or something, but that was not the case at all. Why don't you look adorable, Miss White declared, snapping a quick picture. (laughs) The others giggled quietly, while Bianca's cheeks reddened in embarrassment. Thanks, Bianca replied reluctantly. I made it myself. She suddenly felt ashamed of the costume that she was so proud of just a few moments ago. Why didn't she just get a scary mask? Her friends had matured into the creepiness of the season, and she just stood there looking babyish and purple with a stupid star on a stick. Mrs. White stayed back from the group as they started knocking on doors for candy. She understood their need for independence, so she just followed behind, keeping her eye on them from a short distance. The neighborhood rang out with trick-or-treats as the streets grew crowded in excitement. Bianca followed behind everyone, going from house to house with her head down and dragging her heavy wand on the ground. They were leaving their tenth house and the other kids had barely spoken to her all night. She just knew it was because of her costume. Did you hear? Mr. Braun is dressed up as a scarecrow on his porch, Jamie told the group. He's so lame, jumping out at all the kids that come to his door every year, Danny added. It's like, come on, man, come up with something original for a change. Yeah, right, Danny, you get scared every time, Shanice chided. She nudged Sean, who was already starting to stuff his face with the taffy he had just picked up from Mrs. Johnson's place. Whatever, Danny blushed. Jamie looked back at her best friend, whose head was still down. Hey, Bianca, what about you? Do you think Mr. Braun is lame, too? Bianca was barely paying attention. She was too deep in her feelings. Huh? Shanice scoffed. Why are you asking her, Jamie? She's definitely too afraid. Am not, Bianca snapped. Are, too, Danny piled on. You didn't even try to dress up scary. You're just a scaredy-cat, Bianca. Bianca's eyes started to well up. Oh, look, she's about to cry like a little baby. Shanice pointed a finger in Bianca's face and started laughing with Danny. Guys, stop. Jamie started to speak up for her friend, but it was too late. Bianca already had tears streaming down her face. B, don't listen to them. Bianca's a baby, Bianca's a baby, the others teased. Soon, Bianca found herself running away from the group. This went unnoticed to Mrs. White, who stood 20 feet back. Her attention focused more on her social media app than the kids themselves. Bee, wait! Jamie called after her, but Bianca kept running down the darkened street. About a block ahead of everyone, Bianca started to feel a bit frightened. She had never been out this late without an adult around. She noticed the streetlights on this side of the neighborhood were in desperate need of repair. There were quite a few that hadn't lit up at sunset. Not only that, there were fewer houses with their porch lights on, so everything looked extra dark and extra intimidating. Still, she decided she didn't want to be a chicken like the others made her out to be. So, she braved the night and kept walking to the nearest house with the lights on. She stopped in front of the next place she recognized, Mr. Bronze. It had a bunch of brightly-lit jack-o'-lanterns on the front porch. There were bats in the windows and a string of lights shaped like skulls that lined the walkway to the door. And next to that door, in a white rocking chair, sat a lone scarecrow with a pumpkin for a head and a bowl of candy in its lap. This instantly sent shivers down Bianca's back. She didn't want to go up to the house alone, She didn't want Mr. Braun to jump out and scare her for his own amusement. On the other hand, more than anything, she didn't want to be Bianca the Baby either. She took a deep breath. Don't get scared, Bianca. You can do this, she told herself as she slowly maneuvered up the walk to the steps of the porch. Her weighty star wand in hand, prepped like a baseball bat. She kept her eyes glued to the Scarecrow. The eerie smile on the pumpkin's face mocked her under the black hat. There was hay coming out of the legs and the sleeves of the flannel shirt it was wearing. Mr. Braun really did make a creepy creature. She started to appreciate the details of this costume more and more. This wasn't so bad. No way would he try to scare a little girl in a fairy princess costume, right? Still, she remained cautious. She reached the top step and steadily inched her way toward the rocking chair, her gaze focused on the candy in the scarecrow's hands. That's when she slipped in something that made her look down. At first, she thought it was from Mr. Braun's little chihuahua, Bruno. But as she focused, she noticed it was a lot darker than that. The puddle was actually pretty big, and it left a trail. She squinted through the dim light to see where it led to. A hand! That hand was connected to an arm, which was attached to a man. As she was trying to comprehend what she was seeing, the man moaned. It was Mr. Braun! As she bent down to him, her eyes went wide as she realized he was hurt and bleeding. She wanted to help him. Just as she started to reach out to shake him, his eyes suddenly popped open. He opened his mouth slowly, and with a staggered, raspy voice, he whispered, Run! That's when she felt the movement behind her. She quickly whipped her head around and saw the scarecrow rise from its seat. The pumpkin head was off, and in its place was the wide, sinister smile of a madman. The bowl of candy went falling to the ground. A shiny blade was revealed behind it and it was covered in dark red blood. (laughs) Mr. Bronze blood. Pure instinct kicked in as the loudest scream she ever screamed came from within her. Bianca popped up and reared back, upwardly swinging her heavy wand straight between the scarecrow's legs. As he reached down in pain, she swung again, the metal star colliding with his skull and sending him falling backwards. Within minutes, there were sirens and lights surrounding the house. At first, Bianca was scared that she was in trouble, but then she quickly realized that the police weren't there for her. They picked up the evil man and took him away. Paramedics were also called to the scene for Mr. Braun, and even though he had multiple stab wounds, he was going to be okay. Neighbors in the surrounding homes and even a few remaining trick-or-treaters gathered to watch the commotion. This included Jamie and the rest of the kids in their group, who would later take back all the mean things they said about Bianca. She was a hero, after all. Needless to say, the next year, there were a lot more fairy princesses patrolling the streets on Halloween night. The End I hope you enjoyed this story. I was having a bit of nostalgia about trick-or-treating when I was a kid, and all the times that someone would dress as a dummy and jump out at me from their front porch. And I was reminded how I would always put together a really cool costume, only to get a lackluster reaction from my group of friends. And of course, the moral that I wanted to show was that you don't have to be a teenager to kick butt and be a final girl. Thank you again for listening. Happy Halloween, and until next time, Dustin can read.